What's good? We are back. It's your girl, Drea G. This is Tasha, also known as the Black Rogue. And we are the Grits, a.k.a. the girls raised in the South and the city. What's good? What's going on? Nothing much. You know, we're actually, this episode is going to be a special episode about relocation. Mm. Uh, because it's summertime and you know a lot of people they move and they relocate during the summer mm-hmm. um so we're gonna like talk about like 10 spots that we have either lived in visited or just heard about that are you know we heard they're great for relocating for um for young or for just black professionals in general or the cost of living yeah period right all right so getting into number one tasha what do we have we got texas so so right now texas everyone and their mother has been moving to austin dallas and houston i think it's because of the real estate everything being so cheap out here Mm. and being able to like survive out here for the low low cost like even the real estate market i got like a friend in houston that's a um, real estate agent and I heard that's like a, in a high demand for people people to be um they need more real estate agents out here crazy right I will say that um I do hear that you know even the market is turning a little bit it is a buyer's market but I know that uh cost of housing are going up cost of construction materials are going up but still compared to a lot of places Texas is definitely a great bubble because it's like it's in a central place to a degree like it's you know by the way West Coast, you get to Vegas, you know, New York is like 1500 miles, Atlanta, it's not that far off. But anyway, cost of living, you don't have, uh, you don't have state taxes, you don't have city taxes, unlike New York. And yeah, you get more bang for your buck. So it's always been a bubble. And for sure, I feel like the last times I've been home, I met some little cuties from Chicago. You know, you got people coming from California. So for sure. Yeah, I feel like Texas is also like if you're in the medical field, um, they have the best hospitals, especially Houston in in the nation. They have the most hospitals. Medical field. Also, if you're in like the engineering field and business, um, Austin, Dallas and Houston are great cities. Oil field, uh, uh, technology space. Yeah, like if you're just an entrepreneur, period, you have a warehouse, you have you know, property, commercial, uh, real estate, you know, it's just a really great place. All right. So number two on our list, we have the DMV. So is it's very expensive, but depending on what you major in or if you're in IT, so the DMV is known for government and as well as IT. I know so many black professionals that are making so much money in IT. They don't even have degrees doing cybersecurity. So like if you don't have a degree and you're listening to this and you want to get into the IT field and you want to go to DC, connect with these black people out there that is literally making money with no degree but getting gotta, certifications. Right. Learn them trades though, for sure. But they out there getting it pretty much and you don't have to have a degree right and even the government jobs like i got like one of my cousins he's like a big i ain't gonna put his job on blast but he's like a big government person out there and like he is making money he's making so much money to where his wife is a stay-at-home mom but like every time i visit i visit the dmv a lot I got so many black friends that are making money out there and they're very successful. They got businesses, they own houses, they got real estate, they got so much stuff out there. So I feel like if your field is, you know, law, your field is government, engineering, engineer, that's the perfect place for you to be at. For sure. I know a couple of people out there like nurses and in the engineering field. So definitely it's a great 
uh, place where, you know, blacks and people of color are doing their thing. So for sure. You know what? I haven't been to D.C. I feel like I've been on the outskirts. I know that's crazy because I live here on the East Coast. I've been to Maryland before. You know, I've passed through Delaware, all that type of stuff. But I haven't just kicked it in D.C. yet so like don't, I want to. But I'm you don't about live to. In D- you don't live in the DMV. You live on the, the outskirts. <laughs> you live in uh, Virginia, Maryland, or Delaware. You don't you don't live in DMV because it's a little expensive unless you got the hookup. Got you. Got, got you. The plug. But, you know, I lived I lived in Virginia back in the day. So, you know, but the part of Virginia that I lived in was more southern. Um, I wouldn't recommend Richmond, Virginia. Why? It's racist. Oh. <laughs> it's like the most racist place I have ever uh, lived in was rich. Well, New York is actually, but one of, uh, up there. <laughs> right. Virginia. So like, but if you live Northern Virginia, that's more closer to DMV. I think that's the move because you still get that. Like Maryland, I don't care what nobody say. That's the South. Like you still get, maybe because I grew up on the East coast in the Southern East coast, but you get the same, like southern vibe in Maryland it's just like a rural you don't get no like New York vibe so it's like you get the best of both worlds like you live in on the outskirts so you get a little bit of the south and then you go to the city you get the like the city feel too like if you work close to DC so got you okay Number three, uh, Chicago. We got Chicago on the list. You know what? I haven't visited Chicago yet, but I know you got family out that way, right? Girl, I, you know, I put Chicago on the list because I don't really recommend black people moving to Chicago. Mm. <laughs> So like this top 10 list is like places. Uh, okay. This I, is like a bless your heart. Like maybe yeah. you shouldn't move there. Cause Chicago got some things they need to reconcile. Yeah. But I like, yeah, I, I know like a lot of like, I had a friend that was actually living in Chicago and you know, the, the good thing about Chicago, they do like, if you work in marketing, you need marketing, PR, advertising. They have like, a lot of headquarters there. They're the, yeah. They're the headquarters. So if you want those type of roles that it's great for you because it's like New York, Chicago, LA, you know, and in that field. And also it's cheaper to live there versus a uh, New York. It's way cheaper to live in a Chicago. A lot of places would be that. I hear they got good food in Chicago, too. And it looks yeah. like the people are attractive as well. So that's a good thing. Yeah, they said the food is way better. But, you know, I, I'm just not here for, like, when I went to visit Chicago, I went to their downtown, their city, and I mm-hmm. barely saw any people of color. And I'm just like, it's different from, you go to any other city, like you come to Houston, you go to New York, you see black people downtown in the city. Like I didn't see none. So it's like, I wouldn't feel, it's like very segregated. It's like a very segregated city to me. And I wouldn't personally want to live there. But if you if you need a job, you know, you're thinking about like, you, you know, really growing in your career. I feel like it's easier to grow in a career in Chicago versus like a New York or L.A. Like it's easier to grow on up and maybe Chicago is for you. But for me, I'm not about it. I'm not about that life. OK. All right. Well, number uh, four. I think this is, I don't know, this this could be a toss-up. This is kind of like a bless your heart as well as a pour-up. It just depends on, I think, the industry that you're in. L.A., 
Uh, people love to move to LA and I think LA is one of those places. It really depends on the industry that you're in to where it's worthwhile because you know, LA is expensive. Uh, it's spread out. So a lot of times you need a car, you know, it's industry place as well. So people gravitate towards it. Yeah. LA is a toss up too for me, you know, because a lot of people, especially New Yorkers that come from LA, they be saying that like LA is like everybody faking shit and I got friends out there. They talking about they don't like black women out there, like my homegirls. So it's just like, I don't know what to expect. I, I've been to LA, but I never like lived there. So I just, I don't know. I get so much like bad. I hear more bad than the good. Mm. But the only thing that like, I feel like if you want to go into entertainment, like acting, then I feel like or, production, uh, you yep. know, yeah. Like you're pursuing music. Like, you know, well, interestingly enough, you say that that's going to lead us into number five, Atlanta. You talk about people being a little bit maybe pretentious. Atlanta, people love Atlanta, especially in the New Yorkers. If you live on the East Coast, they love to chill in Atlanta. They love to move in Atlanta. I feel like in Atlanta, they feel like, you know, they royalty to a degree. You know what I'm saying? Atlanta is cool because it is the South, but it is on the East Coast. So I will say that as far as like you're single, like it's fun. Um, I lived in Atlanta like for six months prior to moving up here right out of college. Um, I worked for a really good company at the time, but yeah, so I trained there and I was there for like five months. At one point I thought I could live in Atlanta, but after living there for those months, I was like, nah, I don't think I could live in Atlanta. I think the only way that I would want to live in Atlanta is if I had a family there, like a husband, you know, that type of setup, because if I got to be in a rat races with the rest of the women that's looking for a husband there we're going to be up shit Creek. Cause I'm definitely not about to do nothing extra <laughs> to compete. Um, but that's anywhere. Right. But Atlanta is cool. Uh, the cost of living is, you know, definitely like they have a, a good cost of living. You know, you get more bang for your buck. And like I said, it is kind of the best of both worlds. Cause it's the South, but it is East coast too. And you feel it in their like party scene, they club scene. I will say that's like Atlanta, like that's a fun party scene. Right. So number six is Charlotte. So you know what? The crazy thing is like my homeboy from that was, I met in New York just moved to Charlotte and I've been to Charlotte one time and well a couple of times actually because um, I applied to like an advertising job out there back in the day because they also have like a media field mm-hmm. uh, industry out there which is kind of shocking but they have a, a you know they're a hub too like it's a top market mm-hmm. yeah so I feel like that's also you know if you're thinking about you know you don't want to live in Atlanta because a lot of people you know can't stay in Atlanta and you don't want to go to a big city like, you know, a bigger city like Dallas or, or Houston, then, you know, Charlotte maybe for you, actually. I heard like you could find love out there, get a good job, everything out there. And it's cheap. It may be where it's at. I've been to North Carolina. I trained up there for like I trained in Winston-Salem and I was surprised to learn a lot of things just about North Carolina but specifically where I was like they have Winston-Salem like university or something something to that effect it's a it's a HBCU though and so I didn't even know that they had all that but I like North Carolina it sits on the east coast too and so yeah if you want more bang for your buck then maybe but Charlotte I hear definitely is where it's at that's a little bit more lively so for sure so number seven um Europe so you know pre-COVID I don't know how if people want to move to Europe now you know but it's been like a lot of you know black people have been like leaving the country 
you know, lately and moving out the country. But I know Europe is is kind of expensive. Like it's, it's, it's a little bit mm-hmm. expensive, you know. I heard um, the UK is straight, like, you know, for, you know, a lot of black women out there that want to find love or just black people in general that want to find love, you know, they said that it's, it's a easier to find love out there versus, you know, what I've been told in America. So, you know, that may be the move. Um, I also lived overseas for quite some time. And um, you know what? It's so crazy because, you know, you know, we talk about like racism in America and you know how racism is everywhere. You know, I, when I lived in Germany, you know, I didn't experience racism in Germany, you know, at all. I lived there for years. Well, I was going to say about Germany, I hear that that's like a really, you know, because I know army, military bases, I hear that that's like a really like big melting pot. So you have so many people. And so people are open and cool. All right. Well, it's interesting that you have Europe on this list because like, yeah, like for UK or like London, I, I see that uh, I haven't visited yet, but I hear that they really like it. And I'm sure it seems like a cool vibe. They said it's like New York, a little bit dismal there. Uh, but I was going to say, I've had friends, though, that have lived in other parts of Europe, like whether they were studying abroad and like lived there for like a year. They've said other things like certain parts like uh, France, you know, mm-hmm. or like Paris, they're a little bit like racist, like in right. Spain, you know. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on where you go. I've heard good things about like, uh, is it Dutchland? I don't know, but I hear that uh, like living amongst the Dutch is cool. I hear the, the Swedish people are cool. And so, you know, maybe Europe, you know, just depending on where you at. So number eight, like um, different countries, there's so many different countries in Africa. Ooh. I have a homegirl, I don't know what part of Africa I think she's in I think she's in South Africa but I just don't know exactly where mm-hmm. but she is living her best life she literally like during COVID just moved oh wow she left like because she can work from home and her job was like originally based in um DC and now mm-hmm. she got like a, a remote job for life she was just like I'm going I'm going to Africa and she's like I'm about to live my life. best life yeah, she's been there for like, I think almost a year and she's literally living her best life. So I, I'm thinking about actually going to Africa to visit because I may move there too, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something to consider, girl. And it's funny that you even mentioned that because I know a lot of people that have went to South Africa, they say great things about it. I know that apartheid and it's a lot of social things that are not all the way a hundred, but I hear it's a beautiful place. I know they have a nice party scene. I know it's a lot of beautiful people. Uh, it's a lot of beautiful scenery there. Uh, me personally, like I know people that like are living in Ghana right now and shit. I know so many people that have been just moving back and forth. Like me and my girl, she works for an airline this year. We're going to, you know, the goal is to really start traveling together. Like she's traveled so many places, but like, that's like a big, like bucket list and like does business over there. So I'm trying to see what it do because it's just, it's so much opportunity, you know? And like you can create like whatever, because that's just the world that we live in. But but Ghana, Senegal, uh, whether we're talking about East Africa, like Tanzania, Kenya, like I I hear good things. But Ghana for sure. And Nigeria, just all those places. So. All righty. So number nine. So Florida. So Florida is like. It's like a bless your heart, but it's like, you know, it Mm, also could mm. be okay to live in Florida, you know. Um, 
I just feel like I have family from Florida. My family's from Florida and um, I have went to college in Florida and had the time of my life. I would never personally live in Florida um, because Northern Florida is, it's a little racist and South Florida's a little racist too. The whole place is kind of racist, honestly, to be quite honest. But if you have like agriculture field, like if you're, if, if that's your industry, even like some IT, um, they have a lot of uh, hospitality industries out there. If that's your field, then, you know, Florida is the place to go. It's beautiful. Mm. Don't get me wrong. It's beautiful, but I personally couldn't do it. Yeah, it's nice to visit. I have friends and I have a, a cousin that just actually she's in the military. She just got a station up there with her husband and she seems to be enjoying it. I mean, I don't know. I like any place where you got some beautiful water and the sun shines. So I don't think you can knock it, but it just depends on uh, what you're going out there for. But okay. if the cost of living is better than, you know, a lot of places, which it is because it's still southern. That's great. But it's not though. It's it, it, I feel like it's expensive still. Mm. I feel like it's more expensive in Florida than in Texas. Like in Georgia, especially Miami. Miami is is as expensive well, as New yeah. York. Lord Jesus. Well, My homeboy is trying to um he's trying to buy a house out there in Miami and he's just like it's it's impossible because he was just telling he showed me like uh they houses look like dead ass like basic as fuck y'all. They houses are like just tiny tiny little huts in miami like and they charging people like a half a million for like a two-bedroom and it's tiny uh like house and i'm like nah and he's and he's going through that right now with and he said people are actually paying all this money when like you come to texas and get like a big ass house for the low Get a big house. You get my friend in in Texas just bought a, a three bedroom, two bathroom house for like a hundred and something thousand. Mm, like ain't yeah. nothing, and it's beautiful. And she got it built, and it, and then pay nothing hardly. But that would never happen in Miami. Wow. Okay. Well, number ten on our list, uh, and that's uh, NYC. Ah, this is a toss up. <laughs> it's a bless your heart, and it's a poem up too because you know New York City. It is the the land of opportunities when you cultivate it uh you gotta really till the land but you know and it's a lot of things going on up here and it's a lot of you know people that you can rub shoulders with you know the drawback is cost of living it's it's high it's expensive here you know we're on an island space is limited just just the cost of living period but even aside from that uh, it's crowded but there's a there's some good things to New York City too. It's a lot of good things. There's no other city in the world like New York City. And I mean, now that, I mean, even with the streets reopening and us having COVID, like, you know, the city, they, it's a resilient place. They've been through so much. So uh, I love to see it, but it's expensive and it's, you know, it's a, it's a tough place, but it's also a very great place if you can make your way and you can cut your teeth and you can create your own opportunities. So that brings us to our Southern sound off topic, which is the pain of relocation. So we're going to talk about New York and we're just going to talk about our experience in New York, just, you know, relocating to New York and all the drama that came along with it and all the ups as well that came along with it. So, uh, Andrew, the first question is, what made you move to New York City? I know we've talked about this in some earlier episodes, but 
I moved to New York City. I always wanted to come to New York City. Like, since I was a child, like, I always knew. I was always drawn to this place, this or California. But I always felt like I related more to New York City. But I wanted to act. So, I mean, I was like, you know, after I get my degree, you know, I'll go up there and do this. I didn't do that exactly. Uh, You know, I came out during a recession. It was a tough place. uh, But... I so I came up here with that notion, um, but I also had a corporate job. So that's what brought me here. That's what landed me to New York City right out of, out of college. As far as like what I can like, I like my move here. It was pretty planned, but that's because I already had a job. Now it was a job that I didn't really want to do, but the economy was bad. But it was a good job. So for me, um, yeah, we talked about my experience, but yeah, I moved to New York because I wanted to pursue an industry of like sports and entertainment or just entertainment in general. Mm -hmm. So I literally just came out here, got an internship with Viacom. And after that, I didn't even end up in entertainment. (laughs) But that's the reason why I came to New York, because I just wanted to like be like, I saw Lala when I was young and, you know, I wanted to be Lala. You know, it didn't work out, but it is what it is. Yeah, right. You move here to be a fly on the wall. Like you you wanted to be able to rub shoulders and have access. And I feel like that's why anybody moves to New York City. So, Andrea, um, describe your experience moving to NYC. Like what were your expenses when you first came to NYC versus like how are expenses now? And like also how much... Did you say prior to moving to NYC? Because a lot of people out here, they, they want to know because, you know, they uh, some people are thinking about moving to NYC. And, you know, I know a lot of my friends want to know how much everything is. Okay. So now you, you could do it very, you know, low to the ground, maybe renting rooms and, you know, some like a hostile type situation here. You know, there, there are the, those are those things. But see, when I moved to New York City, it was a little bit different. Like I said, I always wanted to come to New York City, but it just so happened Well, my job at the time, it landed me here and they helped with the relocation expenses. So I have so I have two experiences. Okay, Um, I have one to where that's when I came fresh out of college. But then there was a time where I left like about two and a half years into living here in New York. I left for like seven months. I packed up all my stuff. I sent it home, did all this stuff, moved out of where I was. And like seven months later, I came back and it was different because I didn't have a job secured when I came back. But I had money set aside and I set aside I had about probably about 8k at the time damn what was you working so you had a job like so you was working in 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 where but I left my job I left I I had left my job but I hadn't I had money for my job or I had so you just quit like you quit on the spot and was like I'm going to New York I left. It it took some time, girl. Like I went through a period here. Like I went through a period where I did things where I wanted to do because I came here so young. Like I said, I came here during a recession. So it's not like jobs were plentiful 
um, you mm-hmm. know, I'm a business marketing degree. Okay. So I did sales, uh, business sales, but sales anyway. Um, I, I kind of like took a leave from that place, like my, my job at the time. Um, and I did, that's when I did like a couple of things I wanted to do. Like I took like acting courses, like for a year, um, we like, we did a showcase, like, you know, I had monologue classes and like, I got to explore a little bit of the things that I, I said that I wanted to do here. But you said you left, you left New York. So where do you go when you left New York? I went back to Texas for about seven months because just things weren't on track. Even though I had, was doing the acting, I was interning for a public relations firm, Lizzie Grumman at the time, which she was a big person. Um, like when public relations, like was a thing and I was just finding out about it. So I got to have that experience too, but I was having some roommate situations here. So I left. Okay. So you left and then, so how do you get back? Like, so you just literally found, how do you go about finding a stay? Okay. So with that, so I did it. So I did it both times. So when I was living in Atlanta, I like I like we finished with our program like in August, like at the beginning of August, I had to be in New York like in the, within the next two weeks uh, because they confirmed that I had a place there. I had to find my apartment. I had to come to this brand new city, navigate. I had my car. I lived in Long Island the first time, but it was very overwhelming. So you how know? do you do that? I I went on I didn't really meet I I did stuff probably like the street easies I looked on Craigslist at that time and that's how I found where I was and at that time like I found a a place in Long Island so it wasn't as expensive as as the city but again I had money because that wasn't a thing I had relocation money set aside for moving and that you know that was like five K plus at the time. So I had that. It was like ten thousand that they give they gave us, but then they taxed it, you know, so some of that money comes off. But anyway, so um I found it like that. So the second time you moved back to New York from Dallas, how did you like okay what was that transition? That like? was okay. So I had to prepare. I couldn't just come up. Like I knew I was like, all right, I'm gonna move back to New York. I have this money set aside. I was like, okay, gotta find a place to live. I was like, find something that's short term. I look like on Craigslist because that was like my go-to because sometimes you can like I can weed people out. I can see what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Like when I got back, like um the place that I found, like in the the Craigslist ad, the girl was like, you know, I went to an HBCU. So she went to Howard and everything. So I was like, okay, yeah. she black. You know, she from Cali. She was like from Oakland. I was like, okay, cool. You know, so we lived together for like two years. Like I, I found her, but it worked. And even with that, like I made sure that it was affordable because I was budgeting my money. And I was like, okay, for three months, I have you know, have a short term, you know, type of situation. That's enough time to find me, you know, a job to take care of myself and do X, Y, Z. And um, that's what I did. I gave myself that. And like, I think I moved down there like in back in June, the end of June of 2012. And I had a job by I was starting somewhere October one. 
So, um, you know, I gave myself that time. But again, I had to research places. Like I said, I looked on Craigslist, uh, Street Easy. And, you know, you just when you are are attuned to like sifting through and like looking like through places, you kind of know, you know, and you know, red flags or things that don't sound right. So I, I tried to just look and be like specific to a degree. And I go see the places and I see what felt felt most comfortable, what was most reasonable and what was going to be within my practice price range and like I said I, I grinded for those three months I found my plate my, my job and then that place ended up opening up to me indefinitely at that time so when I first I'm just gonna break down exactly what I did when I first came to New York so um the first time I came to New York was like I stayed with family it was like an internship right the second time I came to New York I was looking for a job I didn't get a job so I was living in the projects I was living in um the worst projects in Brooklyn at the time, Brownsville. <laughs> and that shit was crazy. So then the third time I was like, okay, I'm coming back to New York. And I, I didn't think I was actually coming back to New York, but my homegirl hit me up and she was like, I need a roommate. I just got done fighting my roommate. So, you know, come here. So literally I just picked up and moved to New York. I didn't have no money. Y'all I only had 3k saved up. Uh, like I was young and so my whole goal was okay I got to be a hustler I got this apartment I paid her like the security deposit the rent for the first month mm -hmm. you know and I still had the 3k saved so I was like okay I'm just going to automatically look through job openings on Craigslist so I literally like got me like a quick retail job within like a couple of days it was probably like two three days got me a job so I used that money the 3k was my savings until I found like, um, you know, for rent, because at the time my rent wasn't shit at the time. Like I was living in like in the hood, like I had like a hood apartment and it was like $600 or whatever. My goal was to get a quick job. So get a quick job, which was a retail job. That job was going to cover food. It was going to cover food expenses. And then the 3k was going to cover my rent costs, you know, until I found me a job in my field. So after like a few months, I ended up getting like a temp job in PR and that was able to cover, you know, most of my expenses, you know, my rent after that. So literally that was my hustle and my story. Right. And that, and, and to your point, uh, I just was going to interject like them, like when you're moving here, um, like I said, I had that little bundle of money both times, but one was different. Like I was given that by a company It's still you know, I had to file it with my taxes and the other, it was my money too, but it was my money, um, at that time. But, uh, I said all that to say, when you move to places like here, you got to have first, you got to have last, you got to have security. So you pretty much got to have triple, you know, that, and you, you have to be able to pay triple that pretty much, or you have to make that three times, like whatever the yearly breakdown is, you have to make that. And if you don't, you know, people are really staunch about that because because they don't they don't play about them them squatter rights them them squatter laws and people being able to just do whatever because shit they they banking on that money here yeah so you just got to be a hustler so basically like my first apartment was like a direct landlord um that was my contact it wasn't mm -hmm. like a big building it was like a brownstone and it was like I was in communications directly with the landlord okay. and um so I kind of like hustled like me and my friend kind of like lied and said that I was moving there because I got another job so we kind of faked up some shit and she believed me 
I had literally had no fucking job. So what I did was I paid her a little bit more or whatever. And then like, you know, I, I, you know, Photoshop did what I had to do. And that's how I got to um, New York. Because if you trying to get an apartment directly, you got to have 40 times mm-hmm. the rent. That's how much you have to be able, your salary has to be. So basically if, if your apartment is 1200, you got to have 40 times 1200 salary. So that's like $48,000. You got to be making $48,000 a year to be able to pay a $1,200 apartment. Mm-hmm. So that's how they do it. So Andrea, what was your experience moving into new apartments? So once you finally got in New York City, you know, you finally got to, you know, scoping and, you know, got comfortable, you know, what was, how to, how was that? You okay. Know, having to move? That brought me to my train of thought. So um, I was going to say to piggyback off a point that you said earlier, a gem or a good thing. And this isn't always a likelihood, but if you can find somebody that owns the property, like you were saying, like, I will say like my first six months of living in the city, I found that spot off of Craigslist. I found a roommate situation. I was trying to get, you know, the lay of the land. I was close to my territory. So that was okay. But when I moved away from that situation, I got my first apartment uh within you know eight months of living in New York City and I had a really sweet spot in Bed-Stuy and I found that place on Craigslist and um what I did was I searched for like it's listed by owner because people are very particular about who they want in their place and it just so happened that owner his wife liked me she felt like she would be comfortable with me there And that's why I got it because they lived in that building and they had their family there. So that's a good thing if you can get a referral or have a reference. Um, But with regards to like moving um, uh, now, like it, I haven't, I will say I haven't moved like in the last four years, but like, I know girl, but previously I had it bad like I was like literally like moving like when I came back in like 2012 like I lived in a place for like two two and a half years and then after that I moved like three times like back to back like within six months pretty much of each other and that was just really rough and that made me uh leery and weary of roommates and all that type of stuff because it's a lot you know when you live in this city and you dealing with other people energy and people that you don't know and to be an adult you know living with other adults it could just be really weird so um I'm fortunate now I haven't moved God has been good and he's carried me through a lot of stuff but I and, and another thing I'm blessed. I'm so blessed because even with this situation, I met this landlord, uh, the owner of this property. I met him uh, when I lived at a place four years ago and I was having issues with the roommate or not having issues, but it was her spot. And he so happened to own all these different properties throughout Brooklyn. And the last four years, black Trinidadian guy, this brownstone I live in is probably $5 million on the market. He has other properties. So it's like, God be blessing me. So you just got to pay attention and look at the detail. Let him know I need an apartment if I got to come back. Girl, he don't. don't, His apartments don't be cheap, though. You know what I'm saying? And and this, you know, it's a studio, but it ain't cheap. But you know what I'm saying? Like, he not, he don't come down off his prices. But I I definitely can let him know. Yeah, because, you know, when um, my experience 
um, moving from new apartments to new apartments has been like very interesting. So like going back to what I was talking about with security deposits and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. my story has been crazy. So I have lost probably like over 10 jobs in New York city. I don't want people to judge me out here. Uh, listeners, you know, I have been fired a lot of times in New York city from jobs, you know, now I'm stable. Praise the Lord. (laughs) So like, I always managed to have, you know, enough saved for those rainy days when I lost all these jobs and stuff like that. So I waited until like I had enough saved up finally, you know, I had a stable job to um, move. I was like literally in my first apartment for like a couple of years. I can't even think like most of the time I was in New York City, I probably Mm. was in that first that first apartment was hood. it was hood it was like a with a roommate it was like only me and another roommate but it's like i had to get out y'all because that that house was it was just these rats and and, and mice Bitch, i don't know what was i do in not there. play with rats that's why i got coco on deck right now. that shit was it was scarring y'all i told y'all i was in the projects it was scarring because my roommate at the time uh her ass was from new york and uh she thought this shit was normal like she was up there like I'm up there scared for my life. And she was like, oh, it's not that serious. It's just a mouse bitch. I can't I- live with people that normalize that shit. The person I got Coco with, it was the same thing. Like, oh, bitch, I can't sleep. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't. I can't think. I can't eat. I can't do nothing. <laughs> the shit was crazy because I had like a friend come in from out of town from Virginia, and she was like, "I'm coming to visit y'all." I'm like, "Cool." No, no, no. <laughs> the bitch came. The bitch came to visit, and I'm telling her straight up. I was like, "Hey, it's mice in this house. Don't put your shit on the floor because I'm trying to get out this house. Like, don't put your shit on the floor." She didn't want to listen to me. Next thing you know, she saw a bitch ass Jerry from Tom and Jerry out there roaming like it was his place so i ended up getting out that apartment so quick and i moved into a, a another apartment so how i managed to move into apartments was like word of mouth i i didn't go on craigslist like i've been fortunate not to have to you know until like my last apartment i found some go good stuff there you just gotta right. sift through it yeah so i literally just word of mouth you know someone was like oh i need a roommate yeah i need someone here in this apartment so i moved and um that apartment didn't have no uh mice uh because we had a little cat um praise the lord and i was there for a little bit and then i got to um my other apartment through i think street easy or through one of those um my last apartment in New York. And that's been like the best apartment that I have ever uh, been at. So, right. Like I said, I haven't looked for apartments. Like I said, really in the last four years, but I was, and I was really surprised, but once I got attuned to it and I figured out I could find the fact that I found my first apartment on Craigslist and it was a really great apartment. I could just imagine them charging $2,000 for it. Now. Um, I'm just like, yo, I was super lucky, but uh, be vigilant and um, a referral is always good. So now you're talking about costs. So what were like, what are the costs of living alone versus a roommate versus back then and versus now? Well, for me, because I've had both experiences here, you know, living with a roommate is cool because I, I mean, it's cool and it's not cool. It's definitely, it's got its drawback. It's got more drawback than uh, pros to it. You know, it's good for cutting costs and for staying low to the ground. If you were just coming here and you are figuring it out and you do not have a clear cut vision, but I, I feel like typically you really need to be compelled to come here and you want to have some type of a, 
a vision because this is not the place you just want to be led to. Like it's it's not welcoming like that and it's expensive. Um, But if you're just, you know, setting up, living with a roommate is good. Living with multiple so, roommates can be good. What was your cost living with uh, with a roommate versus living now? Like what was the cost back in the day versus now? It wasn't. Okay. So my cost variance wasn't a whole, whole lot. I feel like the last time I lived with somebody, I probably paid less than a thousand, less than a thousand. That ain't possible now, shit. Right. And now, <laughs> you know, I'm under 2,000. And so, I mean, I'm under 2,000. So, for living that alone. Shit. That shit ain't like when I first came to New York. But, you know, it maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's not. I live in the hood. Maybe no, no, hood. Tasha. When we first came to New York in 2009, bitch. I didn't come to New York in 2009. When did you come? I came to New York in 2012. Okay, so you originally. So when did you first do your internship? Was that 2012? 2010. Okay. 2010, 2011. Okay, so I originally moved to New York at the end, like in August 2009. So at the end of 2009. And so um, when I came, though, the market was bad. So people were literally, you could buy, if you had cash money, $50,000, you could buy brownstones. That's how people bought up all their property at the time. At that time, you could get studios for $800. You could get studios probably for cheaper. But, you know, just after just the the changing of the tide and the economy rebounding and, uh, you know, picking up and just... Um, the cost of living increasing, it just, that just went away. And, you know, New Yorkers be mad at us or they be talking about gentrifiers or outsiders and, you know, what we didn't do. Now, y'all didn't vote for y'all officials and y'all got the rents raised on y'all. And now y'all want the outsiders to be haggling. And believe me, we want to haggle because shit, we can't afford the rates either. Wait, you had roommates for a thousand dollars in 2009? Oh, they was, they was. No, you, no, 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 no. Not in 2009, baby. I said the last time I had a roommate, which like was like in maybe 2014, 2015, 2015. It was the last time I had a roommate. Okay. Because I was about to say, I was like, okay. So because I paid like 600 for rent, 600 or something for rent. I was under a thousand. I was in the hood though, but I don't know if that's normal. But now, you know, well, this past, I'm no longer, you know, living with roommates. I'm living in Texas. So um, then my last apartment with roommates went from $600 to having one roommate uh, living in the hood to living in the semi hood, but like a gentrified hood, but literally right down the street from the, the old place went to $1,400 with Moving a roommate. On up. <laughs> that shit is crazy. And then expenses. So I'm going to break down the expenses. This is how expensive it is to live in New York, even with a fucking roommate. And this is 2000 and it's like 2019, 20. Mm. So $1,400. Well, actually it's more than that now. So I'm going to say 2018, uh, 19, right? Uh, $1,400 with the roommate, $400 with electricity. No, baby. $100 is cable and $150 for gas. You paying all that with a fucking roommate in New York. That's then, too expensive. And then last year, my um my uh homegirl, she moved into right before COVID hit. She moved right, and I felt bad for her, Lord. God bless her soul, Lord Jesus. So she moved into an apartment. This heifer was paying $1,800 with a fucking roommate. Mm, that's too i mean i i live in a studio i'm cool with what i got i pay about you know 16 that's just i'm just talking about just 
flat rate rent, you know, and I'm, it's not idea. I think it's very expensive when you break it out on a 12 month spread. Uh, but you know, and maybe you can get some things cheaper. I got in with this person. I've been here and I just feel like, you know, when I'm really, really ready to do something different is when I'm, I'll, I'll leave this place. Oh, you just leave New York when you just like, you know what? I want to move out this place. I'm just going to have to leave the whole, the whole city. I think that's what I said when I moved in here, girl, because I have moved so much and I had had, girl, I had a whole crazy roommate situation. I had two crazy roommate situations before I got here, child. So I was tired. So I was like, listen, I don't, I don't want to deal with nobody. I would rather be strapped. <laughs> I would rather pay my bills, pay my cable, you know, have to pay, you know, and, and service stuff stuff and you know but that that was my peace of mind so speaking of you know going back to the cost of you know when you relocate from place to place so how do you exactly do it with your stuff because with me I literally y'all I'm gonna be real with y'all so moving is very expensive so what I did was I um the first time I moved, I just found somebody off the street to move my shit into apartment to apartment. And I was like moving some of my stuff through like ta- a taxi because I didn't have a car. The second time I literally moved half of my stuff via bus, y'all, in MTA. You know how like that devil is, is a lie. You know how hood it is to uh be on a bus with a whole bunch of shit, moving a whole bunch of shit on a bus. Yeah, you didn't care. Out. New Yorkers was cussing me out. Like I remember one time I was literally um this the last apartment. I was on a bus and people was cussing me out. I was like, you all in the fucking way. And you did not give one fuck because you got your ass on that bus. Yep, and I was moving shit. I was I was sweating. I got a good workout. Girl, that's why I got, I got, I got PTSD for moving because like a lot of situations, like I will say that I, I, this last move probably was the heaviest move that I've had and I got help on that one. But prior, all the other moves, it was like me by myself and I had my car at that time. So girl, that's what I was like, fuck How you move your bed and shit? I didn't have like, I didn't have a bed like that for a long time. I had like a futon. Like I was living like that girl, like real low to the ground. Oh, damn, girl. (laughs) I remember I like that ass. You do what you gotta do. That's what you I remember dead ass. Like I bought a lot of my shit off the street, like off for like um because like in new york they'll throw people people are always Bitch, i'm not getting nobody mattress with bed no 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 mattress no <laughs> i'm not talking about no damn mattress but i got i got this brand new um brand new tv stand bitch i definitely done taking something off the streets for show <laughs> y'all when i tell y'all this tv stand was heavy as fuck my ass carried this shit all the way up all the way down three blocks because i was like man <laughs> i want this shit it was nice as fuck <laughs> and then i ha- i had like i the dude across the street i was walking in this neighborhood and this guy across the street he had like a flea market i was like man he he gotta have a truck so i was like hey can you help me move you know my dresser down three flights of stairs (laughs) and he did and we homies to this day so like sometimes you gotta like in new york you gotta finesse you know unless you got like you know you come to new york you got like those like andrew when she first came to new york had those relocation um paid off and stuff like that that's it girl but aside from that it's not like i had somebody to look for apartments for with me you know what i'm saying i had to grind it out and figure it out in a short amount of time because my job started so i did have that one benefit for sure if you if you if you a hustle like me 
then you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, you yeah, I don't know if you've seen those uh videos where people be on the subway with shit with furniture and shit. That that probably was me. <laughs> Girl, like I said, I done been through it all, child. I done moved myself, and I done, uh, uh, and I done found shit on the drop of a dime. So believe me, I know, and I know all about what it is to be a survivor here, because that's what it takes. It takes some craftiness sometimes. Sometimes it don't just, it don't just go. You know, you gotta, you gotta put some elbow grease into it. Okay, so let's see priorities, uh, choices when it comes to living in NYC. So, like, basically for me. My priority and um, I really needed to be debt free um, because like, I don't know, my dad is like really into finances and stuff like that. I knew my that dad coming, is too. I knew coming to New York was very expensive. So I always, I always had a savings. Like even when I worked like the, like, like the minimum wage jobs or whatever jobs, I always had like a couple thousand saved. And for me, like, um, I wanted to also be comfortable, like to be able to like having roommates, you know, yes, it's, you know, it is what it is, mm -hmm. but it's cheaper. So where I'm comfortable to where I can travel, like I literally was like traveling across the world, <laughs> living right. my best life. I was able to like go out, eat out, like, cause New York is expensive when you go out to eat and you go to mm -hmm. restaurants. So, like I was able to do all of that because I had roommates and I, and honestly, I probably would have been able to save really more if it wasn't for like, I had like some personal family, um, some family issues where like my grandmother, um, she had cancer and passed away, but I was going back and forth to Texas. And honestly, if I didn't have roommates, I wouldn't be able to afford to go back in Texas to help mm -hmm. my grandma and take her to chemo because it was just like my parents just helping my grandma. So it's like the, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta have priorities in New York because it's a very expensive city. Right. I'm a, okay. So for me, I'm gonna give you, um, a, a flip of that. So yes, I think that is very important. And I feel like with NYC, like you have to make a lot of money in order to be able to save. And if you don't make a lot of money, I'm not a millionaire yet. I'm not wealthy. So it, you know, um, it, it, you gotta make it, you gotta make it work. So you gotta hustle. Um, I say that to say that one of okay. So you heard about that situation when I was like, okay, I found my first apartment by myself within me living here within eight months. Okay. So I had it. I had my apartment, not even a year. My landlord, he put me on a six month lease. So I could have stayed there longer, but at the time I had all these different expenses. Cause I had a car there. I was having car issues. I had to get a new car. I just, I felt like I went through so many growing pains when I first came here and I was by myself. So I literally had to thug it out. Um, but I, I say that to say, like, I, I knew someone through a cousin and I moved out of my apartment to go live with this person because I was like, I want to save money, da, 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 da. And I did. I stacked money. But when we had a disagreement, I, that's when I ended up leaving New York City. And I realized, like, listen, your peace of mind is better than anything like Certain people like and Ogre wasn't a bad person, but certain influences, certain energy just don't go well together ultimately. So I had to kind of come up out of that. But I, I tried that route of like, let me do this. And I tried it a, di a couple of different times. But for some reason, it just didn't work. And I'm, I ain't going to say I'm the most I'm the easiest person. And when it comes to living, I'm not because I get really picky. But if I'm in my own space, you not bothering me. I'm not bothering you cool 
But um, you know what I'm saying? I know I'm not easy, but if you doing your own thing and I'm doing my own, cool. Um, but yeah, so I tried that. And then the other roommate situations didn't work out. So for me, a priority and something that was a peace of mind for me was like, I want to live here comfortably. And what does comfortably look like to me? Now, I may be outlaying more cash for my living expenses, unfortunately, right now. I don't like that, but it's not unbearable. And my sanity is more important to me. I don't, I need that security and that consistency. So it just depends on where you are, but I am getting to a point where I am looking towards the future and I am looking towards of, you know, uh, New York has been great. I've put roots here, but it's, it's not home a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? It is home. It's been home for the past 10 plus years, but yeah, I'm just thinking about other stuff and other priorities are coming into view now. What's the other priorities coming? Life, uh, continuing the service, uh, the the little debt that I have, um, and just you know, just focusing on the five year plan, whatever that looks like for me, and just kind of uh hatching down again like you said in this interview like i know for a fact and you know this too unless you're making bank bank here this is not a place that you can like you not gonna roll in the money unless the certain industry you know even if you making money you ain't gonna it's not for i don't feel like new york personally is for me in general even if i'm rich uh, even i'm making money i would not still be comfortable in new york city like my bosses make money like my bosses make tons of money they make half a million a year or or close these people don't even live great and they they like some of them live out on the outskirts but um two of them live in manhattan and they ain't even living great so i'm like I, i remember like one job that I was working in, he was a CEO. So this man's like a millionaire, right? So he had a penthouse in the city. We go to his penthouse um, for like a holiday party. And I'm like literally at his house, like you spending all this money for this bullshit. Like this ain't nothing but an apartment in a, in a four bedroom apartment. This ain't shit. Like, right. you know, you paying a million dollars for this. It's like, the trade-off is crazy it's just like to say you lived in manhattan okay so let me ask you this and we on this topic what would i guess your idea like if you like made it like what what would that look like or what would living in new york look like to you is there like some type of idyllic state that you would have to be in to where new york city would be your hub or what you would want if new york city was one of your hubs if you know come back like what's the idea for you in terms of living yeah like what would be dream like what would be your dream set up here in new york city like comfortable like sex in the city like vibe my you know like i said new york is not really for me because i'm a southern girl but mm-hmm. um my dream set up in terms of living would be a place without rats, Lord. <laughs> uh, a place without mice. Mm-hmm. I don't have to see a single yes, one Lord. because mm-hmm. they even be in new buildings. Shit, they be everywhere. They they take over the whole fucking city. Girl, you know what I'm my cat is my redeeming, <laughs> my the only redeeming grace. It would be um a apartment like that is like renovated, that is nice, clean, a, a spacious. Cause I I don't like some New York apartments and one bedrooms or whatever. They're very tiny, and I need my room. I'm a I'm a big girl. I need my room, and I don't in, in a balcony. You know, I I would yes. put fuck with like a New York apartment with a balcony because I just love the balcony vibes in New York. Right. What would be made it for me? Something along that similar line. It's almost I don't even want to live in Manhattan 
had and to be honest I've lived in Brooklyn a good majority of my time here and I don't have that desire but I think made it for me would be living in in uh maybe the, the upper east side or or Tribeca having a door person having a lit ass packs I knew a guy that had a, a dope pad in Tribeca and he looked good too but just having like a lit a lit ass view of the city like and being up high like in a balcony that you know is like mm. the dream like having a lit ass view of the city and like shit i made it i made yeah. it in this motherfucker like those rented love and hip-hop apartments in new, York. <laughs> in new jersey was... baby not in new, new jersey, jersey. <laughs> new jersey, jersey. Nice. i mean I, I don't know new jersey it's yeah jersey is nice jersey but some places i mean cheaper relative to what i think they're still expensive but they're not you know ass you, high got rats? you think they got a lot of rats over there in i'm sure maybe in newark but they ain't got them like the city because the shit is out of line and i heard they don't have them in queens like that either that's what i heard Mm, i have to see dude, it to believe it because my homeboy out there like he live in queens and he was just telling me that he would never move to brooklyn because the rats and you don't have time for that he said ain't like that in queens the rats and shit maybe queens i hear uh jamaica estates is nice oh lord it's jamaica estates like they got like beautiful homes like no 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 they're nice all right so that is going to bring us to our grits pick of the week and this week I'm actually um, gonna big up a grit that is actually based here in New York City, I believe. And I learned about her through a friend. It's a cafe owner. It's La it's the Laku Cafe. It's a Haitian cafe here in Crown Heights. Her name is Cassandra Davlema. Okay, so she is originally from Atlanta, and so she moved here some time ago. Um, and she started her business and I think that business has been open for a couple of years, you know, two, three years. So she's been grinding. And so that, I mean, I just, you know, salute her cause she's a black business. And so if you live in Brooklyn, if you're Haitian, like anything, go support her, go check out the cafe. But I just think that, I, I mean, I have so much respect for other fellow grits that come here and they create whatever. You know, whatever they decide, they make here they home and they're like, all right, I'm gonna do this shit. And so I commend her because shit, she's not, she's a young woman. You know what I'm right. saying? Early like 30s, if that, you know, late 20s. And so to have that be holding it down and to have and be really creating something for her community, her heritage, shout out to her again. That's Laku Cafe. And her name was uh, Cassandra Davlema. That's going to bring us to the G-Code segment. So I'm just going to leave everybody out with this note. I just feel like if you're not a hustler, NYC isn't for you. Um, so if you thinking about relocating to New York City and you just like, you don't have that drive, that ambition, because you're going to have to have it, period. It doesn't matter if you making, you making bank, and you, you know, you got a good job because right. you, you may lose that job and you may need to know how to hustle. And because they do a lot of, you know, firings and <laughs> it's cutthroat. It's cutthroat. Right. City. They'll lay you off with the quickness. So if you don't have that drive, that hustle, don't don't move to New York. Yeah, this ain't the place to be laissez-faire or lackadaisical. You do shit because otherwise rubber going to meet the road. All right. So on that note, we out. It's been real. Peace, Peace. out, y'all. You can uh, stream us on uh, all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, YouTube. Make sure you go check us out. 
uh, gritsinthecitypodcast.com. You can visit us and check out our episodes and our website content there. Go check out Tits and Giggles TV as well. And uh, all right, y'all stay tuned for the next episode.